The Iowa Wild are in the midst of their hottest stretch of play so far this season, going 8-0-3 in their last 11 games. Today we ask Ben Gislason, Sammy Walker, and Dakota Mermis the keys to the turnaround on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked On Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we are joined by Ben Gislason, Dakota Mermis, and Sammy Walker talking about how the Iowa Wild have gotten on track and pulled themselves up towards the top of the standings in the AHL. We'll talk about Sammy Walker's time in Minnesota as well as what it means for Dakota Mermis to be the captain of the Iowa Wild here this season. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider and You heard it. We've got uh, plenty of Iowa Wild to discuss here on today's show. And first, we will be joined by the voice of the Iowa Wild, Ben Gislason. And joining us here today on Locked on Wild is the voice of the Iowa Wild, Ben Gislason, taking us through how the Iowa Wild have been able to put themselves on an 8-0-3 stretch. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Iowa playing their best hockey of the year here over the last 11 games, what from what you have seen has led to this team being able to uh, climb their way up the standings? Well, first off, Seth, thanks for having me. Always a, a pleasure to chat with you guys. Um, you would probably guess that we're in the Midwest right now based off my stocking cap and winter sweater, <laughs> but we are in um, the balmy Austin, Texas that is currently, I think, 25 degrees and even colder in this rink. The heat doesn't work in here right now. So we are uh, we're frosty oh, inside HEB Center uh, in Austin, Texas. But uh, yeah, there's been nothing frosty about Iowa's game recently. They're as hot as they've been uh, since I've come aboard. And um, it's the longest point streak since the 1920 season for the Iowa Wild. Um, and that was a year that many thought they might be vying for a Calder Cup championship. So uh, this team is right in the thick of things in the central. Um, And really, there's a lot of different reasons, I think, that this team is succeeding right now. Um, I I would start in goal. uh, Not only is Zane McIntyre a great veteran goalie who's giving his team a chance to win every night, but Jesper Volstead has won uh, seven straight games. Uh, He is... Uh, he's stopping almost everything he sees right now. Uh, we're getting a glimpse of what clearly Bill Guerin and company thought they were getting. Uh, he's by no means arrived yet. Uh, I know just like when Marco was here last year and I know him being here this year, there are the pundits that are saying, where are these guys? Uh, I, I, I think that there's still time needed for Jesper to get to where he's going to be ready for that NHL level. Um, I, you know, maybe he gets a call up this year just, just to get a glimpse of the NHL. I don't know if he'd get a game, um, but he has really steadied himself and he has become such an important part of this 
this team stretch right now. And I think any team that's winning, they're going to point to their goaltenders first because no matter how well you're playing, if your goaltenders stink, you're probably not going to win. And even if you're playing poorly, if your goaltenders are playing extremely well, you might steal some games. And it's been a combination of Iowa's gotten great goaltending, whether it's been Zane or Jesper. And then the play elsewhere has followed. Uh, their defense has really solidified. Dakota Mermis, Joe Hicketts are having incredible years, specifically Hicketts. Uh, he just went past his career high in points the other night with a three-assist game against the Texas Stars. Uh, he's now got 34 points. He's second on the club in scoring. He's he's just behind Sammy Walker, who's leading the club in scoring. He's uh, Hicketts is one of the top point-getters amongst defensemen in the American Hockey League right now. And on top of all the offense he's creating, uh, he, Andre Schuster, Mermis, I'd bring up Turner Ottenbright as well. Um, um, Ryan O'Rourke's game is really elevated. Damon Hunt isn't healthy right now, um, but when he has been healthy, he's been, I think, the biggest surprise. And not that anybody didn't expect a lot from Damon, but I'm not sure we expected to see the 20-year-old do what he's doing right now. Now, he's out with the illness currently, but, um, boy, he has been – just sensational defensively. He's such a heavy player as a 20-year-old in this league, and he's playing, closing in on upper 20s, 30 minutes a night some nights. And as a 20-year-old in the American Hockey League, those are just incredible numbers. And then up front, uh, it starts with Sammy Walker and Marco Rossi for me. Uh, Those two guys have been drivers. All Sammy Walker does is score. Uh, He's got four goals in his last two games right now. Uh, He's amongst the top in all rookies in goals and points and power play points and power play goals. And he's, (laughs) I mean, you look down the list and his name is everywhere amongst rookies. Uh, Nick Patan has been just sensational as well um, for the wild. He's putting up points in bunches and they have a really nice mix right now of they're getting a ton from their rookies and they're getting a ton from their veterans. And, and the thing I think that really jumps out to me, aside from the on ice play about this team is what's going on off the ice. You may be able to hear it right now. We're here at HEB center. We're supposed to have a practice day. Our bus didn't get here to come to the, uh, to the arena on time because of ice on the road. So he had, he had to take his time getting here. So we got here late today. Tim, Tim Army, our head coach, decided to make today's skate optional. So we're waiting for um, some guys to get done working out. And then one group's going to go back to the hotel here at 1.30, I think. But so the guys are just killing time. They're playing soccer. They're playing two-touch right now. They got music jamming. The, the vibe is really good. And it's a group that I bet you if I opened that door, you would see almost every player out there doing it. And you know how teams are, Seth. You've been around the game. A lot of teams you'll see – Six guys are really tight here. Eight guys are really tight here. Another five guys are really tight. There's a few loners here and there. Even the guys who you might call loners on this team are spending so much time together. When this group goes out after games to have dinner or before games on off days or sorry, on off days to have dinner, they do it together. Uh, they're making reservations for 15, 20, 30 guys. Like it, it, it's really that to me is one of the really underlying causes I think of this team right now that they get along so well. And that only caters to on-ice performance. Um, And I just think that that's such a healthy, healthy thing to have on a hockey team. And this club is so tight-knit. And it shows on the ice because they've been in some sticky situations over this streak. Uh, They were down 2-0 to the best team in the American Hockey League a weekend ago in Coachella Valley. They stormed back, tied the game late, ended up losing in overtime, and then they won the next night 5-2 again coming from behind to win that game. So this is a team that has resiliency in spades. They have high-end skill, guys like Walker, Patan, 
Stephen Fogarty up front has been excellent for Iowa as well. Um, it, it really has been winning by committee for this team. And it, it, it's, it's honestly, you look at the night, and there's different people that are getting on the score sheet every night. Michael Leary, Stephen Fogarty was hurt last night. Michael Leary steps up, goes on the top line as, as a guy who normally plays on Iowa's fourth line, has a goal and an assist, and they lose in, in an overtime to Texas, the best team in the Central. So um, it really has been just everything's been coming up Iowa recently, and it's been a really fun time to be around the team. Well, and if Bill Guerin listens to this, I think he's going to have a big, big grin on his face because for as much as the Minnesota Wild have preached culture in the room and having a team that really just rallies together – uh, it's fantastic to hear that uh, that Iowa has done the same, and it's interesting because um, earlier chats this year with Adam Beckman and Mitchell Chafee, it seemed like they were hinting at that this team just needed to kind of gel and come together, and they have, and the results speak for themselves. And, it, and it's not an accident uh, that, that this is happening down here. Um, as much as Bill Guerin looks for the skill and the intangibles and the speed and, and all, all the things that make a great hockey player, you know, I, I was talking to, to Chris Kelleher who was, was here last night, the director of player personnel from Minnesota. He came on during our, our uh, intermission show to talk and asking him at the deadline here, he's out scouting pro scouts. He's a pro scout, head, runs all the pro scouts from Minnesota. What are the things you're looking for? First thing he brings up is character fit. That's what we want. Are you a fit in our dressing room? And that includes St. Paul and it includes Des Moines. Um, everything that happens down here has to have that same feel, that same mold as what Bill wants happening up in Minnesota. And Mike Murray, our general manager here, makes sure of that. And they defend it fiercely, just like Bill does. Um, if, if there is a problem down here, if there are issues down here, it does not linger. They handle it quickly, they sort it out. And if someone's not a fit for this culture, then, then, then the time with that person is over. I mean, that, that's really how it works. We've seen that's how it works in Minnesota, and it's no different down here in Iowa. And uh, it's no accident that that's the way things are happening down here. And clearly, there is a method to the madness because you look at what Minnesota is doing and you look at what Iowa is doing down here, and culture speaks volumes and culture wins hockey games. Ben, you mentioned uh, Texas as one of the top teams in the AHL. Who else are the Iowa Wild currently duking it out with to try to get to the top of the standings? Well, the Central Division right now is is just a mess. Uh, there are a lot of good teams in the Central. Uh, uh, it's Milwaukee is the one club that's in between Iowa and uh, Texas currently. Amongst the top three in the Central, Iowa is down uh, to just two points to, to Milwaukee right now for that second-place spot. Iowa sitting in third. Manitoba's right behind Iowa, and Rockford's right behind Manitoba. And Iowa's going to see Rockford at the end of this week. Um, and then they're going to see Manitoba mid-month. Uh, they've got a game in Milwaukee there, too, coming up. So um, it, the, the AHL is, is, is one where these rivalries really get energized because you play these teams so much. You don't travel near as far and wide in this league. We don't go east. Uh, we, we won't see the Eastern Conference teams where in the NHL you're, you're, you're traveling around, around the continent to play all these different teams. Iowa plays Rockford 12 times a year. Um, so by the end of the season, these guys are – are either practically friends on the ice or if they're not friends, they're worst enemies. Um, I mean, that's just how it works when, when you play a team that many times, um, they'll play 
Texas, they'll play eight times. Uh, Milwaukee, they'll play eight times. Chicago, 10. Grand Rapids, 10. So you play a heavy Central Division schedule. And then you get out to the, the Pacific a little bit. Uh, admittedly, sitting here in my stocking cap and, and, and jacket, I'm really looking forward to our March <laughs> trip to Palm Springs and San Diego, uh, where hopefully I don't need to bring this same outfit uh, to that trip. Uh, I didn't think I was going to need to bring it down here to the Lone Star State either. But uh, it, it, it's, it's always a battle. The Central Division has a ton of perennially very good teams. Um, Grand Rapids is usually a very good team. They're a little bit down right now this year, but I still think they're a team that could sneak up on some clubs towards the end of the year because I think the sum of their parts is greater than what we're seeing from them in the standings right now. Um, but Texas has established itself, I think, as probably, at least through the first half of the season, the class of the, of the, of the Central. But Iowa was inches away from winning that game uh, on Monday night here. They, 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 they outplayed Texas for good stretches of that game. So Iowa's proven to themselves that, that they can be just as good. And who knows if they can keep this role going, maybe even better than Texas at the end of the season. Ben, I, I like to look at parallels. And so I will draw a comparison to last year's Minnesota Wild team to this year's Iowa team. Seems like no deficit is too big for this year's Iowa club. A lot of uh, exciting finishes. Uh, just how much do these Iowa guys enjoy being able to step up in big moments and come away with just huge, crazy finish, exciting wins? They've done it almost weekly uh, this year, it seems. They're one of the best teams with their net empty in the entire American Hockey League. Um, they really have established themselves as a team that can handle the big moments. And even earlier in the year when they weren't winning games, uh, they, they, they did not win a game uh, in October. Uh, they, 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 they lost a lot of games in shoot or they, sorry, they didn't win a game at home in October, the, the opening two games of their weekend, then they went on the road and took care of business, but, uh, they struggled at home early, but a lot of those games they lost, they forced overtime or they forced a shootout or they were down by two goals late in the game. They pulled the goalie and then they scored to make it a one goal deficit. And then they pushed and they hit a post or the opposing goalie made a big save and I remember thinking as the, as the losses were piling up, I remember sitting here thinking, if they keep this going, eventually this is going to turn. Eventually, they're going to not hit the post. Eventually, they're going to tie games. And eventually, if they force these overtimes, they're going to start winning them. And, and over this recent stretch of games, they've gone to overtime six of the last seven games they've played, and they've won four of those seven. So this is a team that all of a sudden – they haven't changed what they've been doing, but I think to your point, they've figured each other out. The lines have started to become more concrete. We've seen the emergence of this incredible line, Marco Rossi, Sammy Walker, and Adam Beckman, who have just been scoring at will, it seems, at times recently. Uh, Rossi's game, uh, I cannot believe the growth he's had. Um, I could spend a whole podcast talking about <laughs> what he's done. I, there was, a, there was a, a stretch in the first period again in game two against Coachella Valley recently Iowa looked a little flat Coachella Valley scored in the opening 21 seconds of the game and Iowa was kind of maybe a little bit into a lull for the first time really over the stretch and Marco probably won over that first period stretch of 10 minutes eight or nine individual puck battles in a row and again let's face it guys that are bigger than him he's five foot eight right I mean he has found this level of tenacity and this level of, of compete 
that I've not seen from him. And let's not forget, he set the single-season rookie record in scoring last year for the Iowa Wild. Looks like Sammy Walker might end up breaking that this year. But it was a great year offensively for Marco. But he's demanding the puck now, and he knows what he can do at this level. Uh, he's frequently the best player on the ice when he has the puck and when he doesn't have the puck, which I think is one of the big things Minnesota's really been looking for him to work on his game on is without the puck. And that's been what I've enjoyed most about Marco recently has been what he's been doing without the puck and with the puck, he's even gotten better there too. Um, so it, it, it's a group that believes that they are never out of a game. Uh, the other night, you know, last night in Texas, uh, they, they gave up three unanswered in the second. It was, you know, the rain started falling and the skies closed up and things were going the wrong direction. Bang, they score 55 seconds into the third period and they tie the game and then we go to overtime. So wow. they've always had an answer. They've always had a response. And uh, that's just so healthy. And the fact that they have that resiliency, it leads me to believe that no matter where they fall come playoff time, I do really feel strongly this is a playoff team pending injury, pending Minnesota injury that can obviously rob Iowa of some important players. Um, they're going to be a really hard out in the playoffs, I think, if they get there because of that, because they know they have what it takes to, to finish a game, even if things look bleak. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, that things are going as well as they have all season for Iowa at this point, and uh, appreciate the time with you, Ben, to get us caught up on everything going on with the Iowa Wild. We'll do this again as the season unfolds, and uh, everybody thinking playoffs, whether it be Minnesota or Iowa as well. So uh, glad to see things are moving in that direction for the Iowa Wild. Always a pleasure, Seth. Uh, grateful to be with you here today, and stay warm up there, and I'll try my best down here to stay warm as well. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. There are so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and with Super Bowl 57 right around the corner, no shortage of great Super Bowl prop bets to get you going. The FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And we are joined now on Locked on Wild by Iowa Wild defenseman and captain for the Iowa Wild, Dakota Mermis. Dakota, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Uh, how's the season been going for you so far? That's been good. Um, you know, as such as the AHL, you have a lot of movement among personnel and uh, you know, injuries that you're feeding Minnesota and also injuries you're feeding here. So there's a lot of movement. Um, and we saw a lot of that the first half of the year with some ups and downs. But uh, lately, there's not not a whole lot of complaining. We've been pretty good since we came back from Christmas break. So all is well. Yeah, you guys are 8-0-3 in your last 11 games and uh, are really uh, doing some great things to uh, to vault up the standings. Anything in particular that you have seen that's been going better? Or is, is it just kind of a collective effort that's led to this great run? 
Yeah, collective effort. I think getting out of the rut we were in, um, you know, it's tough to do. We, I think we lost like five straight going into Christmas. And like I said, since we've come back, it's been a different story. So uh, credit to the guys for being able to get through that. And like I said, being healthy and having a full roster certainly doesn't hurt either. Um, you know, when you get the full full four lines of, of really good depth, um, that certainly helps helps the outcomes. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, uh, you were one of the alternate captains for Iowa. Mason Shaw was the captain. Then he gets called up to the NHL level. And uh, you were named as the captain now for this team. Obviously, a tremendous honor. What did that mean to you to be able to uh, to be the one with the C on your uh, on your jersey out there? Yeah, that was great. It wasn't uh, something I was expecting. Obviously, kind of a unique situation and. Uh, losing our captain after only being here two games, obviously for very good reason. But um, so it wasn't something I was expecting to come back to, um, but obviously a huge honor. It's something I take a lot of pride in. Um, you know, I've worn a letter, you know, most of the years I've played, uh, you know, I think six of my eight years. So including a C before. So it's something that I take a lot of pride in, uh, something I think I'm really good at. Um, and so it's been it's been great. Do you find as one of those leaders, are you more to somebody who kind of leads by example or when there's something that you see that you want to bring up to the guys, do you, are, are you afraid to, uh, to just mention it, you know, at practice or, or in the room or anything like that? Yeah, no, I think a kind of a fine line of both. Um, you know, I certainly believe in doing things the right way and having pride in your work. Um, and, you know, I think guys, you know, when you're leading by example, that way guys see that and it kind of feed through that. And then, uh, of course, being vocal too and being a good liaison, I think, between, you know, staff and players. Uh, I'm certainly not afraid to go talk to our coaches if we need to. And um, I have a great relationship with all of our staff too. So being that liaison between younger guys, older guys, staff, players, the whole thing, I think just all plays into that role. How do you handle as well being one of the uh, the older players on this roster? Very young team this year, and you've got a lot of guys that uh, that are getting some AHL experience for the first time. How do you handle that uh, throughout the course of the day? I think you kind of get used to it. I mean, that that is this league. Um, obviously, they have a development or a vet rule that you want to call it. So uh, there's not a ton of older guys. Um, you know, there's a select few that are able to stick around. And, um, and certainly, I don't feel like it was that long ago when I was the young guy. So it's kind of crazy how fast that time goes. Um, but it's just being there, being, you know, being present and still, you know, still having that young energy, uh, which I feel like I have. And like I said, doing things the right way. And that's kind of contagious throughout the group. Career high in goals so far for you at the AHL, AHL level this year. Anything in particular that uh, that has led to uh, the uh, a little uptick in scoring or, or are you just kind of capitalizing on some opportunities here? Yeah, I think I've, I've capitalized a little bit more. It was something I kind of looked at this summer is, you know, when I look at my seasons I had a lot of really good chances and sometimes I didn't always find a way to get them in the back of the net and so it was something I focused on in my offseason training was just shooting more pucks uh, from below you know in the top of the circles in the slot there um, to try to capitalize on those this year so who knows if that played into it I'd like to think so but um, a lot of it I think is just sticking the process and when I look at you know successes that you have sometimes it's I feel like you did the exact same thing you did the night before but maybe you have three points this night and you didn't have any the night before so sometimes you just get those bounces uh as the season unfolds uh what do you guys need to do in order to keep it rolling and to get yourself in position to make the playoffs at the end of the year I think just doing exactly what we've been doing. Like I said, since we came back from Christmas, you can tell there's a confidence once you start having successes uh, that we've had here lately, um, and that confidence starts to really stick through the group. Um, but maintaining that uh, and realizing that it, it can go the other way if you don't stay on top of the little details uh, and the work ethic throughout games. So 
just being consistent, bringing that same approach and, and riding that confidence, being a strong, confident group as we go into games. All right, we'll end with a couple of fun questions. Um, how do you get yourself ready on game day? Do you have a particular routine, uh, music you listen to to kind of get yourself in the, uh, the, the game mode? Anything in particular, or is it more so just kind of amping yourself up throughout the day? Yeah, I think I'm actually unique, I think, amongst hockey players with how many superstitions there are. Like, I, I'm <laughs> anti-superstitions. I, I probably do something different every single day. I eat something different. Um, you know, I just find for me, I can't imagine living in that, you know, being in that lock where something goes wrong with these superstitions that, like, it'll affect me on the ice, really. I just, <laughs> I don't believe in that. So, uh, things are different. Sometimes I listen to country. Sometimes I listen to rock. Sometimes I even throw a podcast on in the headphones. Um, sometimes I don't even have my headphones on. So, it really... There's absolutely no rhyme or reason. It's just uh, making sure you know how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling that day, and making sure that once seven o'clock hits or whatever the time of the game is, that uh, you know I'm in a good state of mind and ready to go. All right, off season. What sorts of things do you like to do to uh, to pass the time when you're not at the rink or getting ready for uh, another season? Yeah, so I mean, I love to golf. Um, I've always golfed in the off seasons. Uh, I got two border collies. I love I love to play with my dogs. I like to take the dogs out on hikes. Um, lately now we got, we got a one-year-old, so, um, last summer was a little bit different, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of time spent with the family, but that's really what I love to do more than anything is just spend time with my family, with my wife, my son, and my, my two dogs and, uh, get them out, do some agility with them, play some Frisbee, um, you know, go on hikes and the whole deal. So we have a lot of fun that way. Sounds like, uh, sounds like they're keeping you pretty busy, but you'll love that. Uh, and, uh, best of luck the rest of the way, Dakota. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us here today. And uh, we will be checking in with, uh, with you guys later on this season. Best of luck. All right. Thank you. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Built Bar is here to help you get 2023 off on the right foot. If you're looking for the perfect snack to take on the go, that gives you great taste and also can pack a wallop in the protein department, Built Bar is a perfect way to start. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, which is unbeatable right off the top. But then they contain great flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. We've been talking about how you can get Built Bars at Built.com for a while. And now you can go get them in person at your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Stop by your nearest Walmart, head to the pharmacy section and grab a box, or head to your local Sam's Club to get a bigger 13-bar box. Both are great options for friends, family, or just to hoard yourself. So make sure you get going with Built Bar today. And we are joined now on Locked on Wild by Iowa Wild forward Sammy Walker. Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here today. How's the season going for you? It's been good. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Obviously, uh, it's been a whirlwind for you, I'm sure. We'll talk about uh, getting the chance to head up to Minnesota here in a little bit. But you guys are playing your best hockey right now um, as the uh, the season flips to 2023. Anything in particular you've noticed out there on the ice that has led to you guys being able to rattle off 11 straight games with a point? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just uh, playing more disciplined. We're playing with a lot of speed. Um, just more intense, I guess, kind of getting after them and um yeah i don't know we're just playing with more confidence i guess you had the chance earlier this year to hop up to the uh the big club for a chance to get some games up there uh what 
stood out to you from that experience about the speed of the game? What were some of the things that you noticed getting a chance to play at the NHL level? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, dream come true. Um, and the, the pace up there is it's very intense. Um, I mean, every guy is incredible. Uh, guys' sticks are good. The gaps are good. Um, so I just tried to use my speed to my advantage and, and get all over defenders and, and stuff. What do you remember about your, uh, your first career NHL goal, um, the empty netter? Uh, take me through it. Yeah, uh, it was it was late in the game, obviously, and uh, we were in the D zone. I kind of just popped out to the neutral zone, and um, uh, Boldy and Goudreau kind of made a good play to get that puck over to me. And uh, then I, as I was taking it into the, the offensive zone, just kind of I didn't really have a shot, and I kept kind of faking, and the, the D man dropped his knee so I could kind of get around him and, and throw it in there. Having had that experience this year, do you find that it gives you a, a boost down in Iowa, knowing that if the uh, the NHL team suffers any sort of injuries, that you are maybe one or two players away from getting a call back up? Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely gives you more confidence coming back down um, and, you know, more, I guess, that, that opportunity to get called back up. Um but, yeah, it's just down here, just try to keep playing my game and having fun with it. You've obviously had a, a great season down at Iowa and was uh, recognized as one of the uh, the all-stars for the AHL uh, showcase game. Uh, what's What did that mean to you getting a chance to uh, to be amongst the uh, the best in the AHL so far this year? Yeah, no, it's a huge honor. Uh, definitely very excited. Um, I mean, I think it helps uh, – when you're playing with such play, great players down here in Iowa, helps you know with that, that success. Um, but no, I'm excited to to get there and and uh, get it rolling. Um, just looking at your story overall, obviously played for the Gophers, and uh, you were initially drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did you ever imagine that the scenario would play out that you would end up signing with the Minnesota Wild, playing with Iowa? And then getting a chance to play with the uh, the team that I'm sure you grew up watching on uh, on a daily basis as a kid. Yeah, no, growing up, it was definitely always a dream to you know play for for the Wild. Um, but I yeah, get drafted by Tampa, and never really was a thought to uh, be able to play for for Minnesota. And it's definitely been a dream come true. Uh, just an incredible experience. Um, and it's been a lot of fun playing in Iowa as well. Absolutely. And uh, with you guys rolling, what what are some of the things from your vantage point that uh, the team needs to do in order to keep this momentum going and uh, and gear yourself up for the playoffs at the end of the season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is consistency and just uh, bringing it every night because uh, that's what it takes to win because uh, you know the other team's going to bring it as well. So um, just – preparing for the playoffs I think that's the biggest thing is just um being consistent with it you know you you've had a chance to play with uh with some other guys that have had a chance to get up to the NHL roster as well Adam Beckman uh Marco Rossi how much do you enjoy getting a chance to uh to go to war with those guys on a nightly basis yeah no it's a ton of fun just to be able to play with players like that um definitely makes your job a little easier um, I just try to get open, and they're they're pretty good at getting me the puck. So, um, no, and, and they're they're great guys, and 
um, which makes it even more fun to, to play with. Excellent. Uh, just a couple for you to close game day. Do you have a set routine, anything specific that you do to get yourself ready for a game? Or is it more so just you kind of take the day as it goes and then uh, you get to a certain point and just start to uh, to mentally prepare yourself for that night's game? Yeah, I, I try not to, to think about the game too much during the day. I'm always a napper. I like to, to get my nap in. Um, but I, I try to stay loose, and then once you know you get to the rink, then you kind of get in the mindset and, and get ready for the game. For sure. Um, in the off season, anything particular you uh, you enjoy doing when you're not getting yourself ready to uh, to uh, get into shape for the uh, the next season? Yeah, uh, I mean, being in Minnesota, I like to get on the lake. Um, that's always nice. I, I like music, so I play the guitar and stuff. Uh, it's a fun little hobby. Um, but, yeah, just hanging out with friends. That's about it. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way here as the uh, Iowa Wilds are pushing for a playoff spot. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again as the uh, season comes to a close. For sure. Thank you. That'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League, free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like Lockdown Wild. And if you loved the interviews you heard today, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out as we have more on the way here in 2023. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms, and check us out on social media so you don't miss out on anything Minnesota Wild related as the rest of the season rolls on. We've got you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.